with all that personal chatter out of the way, I say we start the podcast the way we start the podcast now. We make the guest freestyle. Isaac, go. Brandon, can you do something for me? No. Stop it. I hate that. We're ending the episode. Good night. That is the review. I give it a B. Like... <laughs> Uh, I believe it's higher than a beat. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have my brother back on. I feel like it's right. It's the uh, we're ending the conversation with Drake that we started months ago. Yeah, yeah. This we, is uh, uh, <laughs> Isaac's like the Death Star because he was here for the first conversation. Uh, he wasn't here for the second one, but he's back for the third. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, we had an opportunity to uh go over a drake album and then honestly never mind came out and uh we got yeah. kind of tired of it <laughs> real fast yeah <laughs> it came so like i'm just gonna put this out here like up top right like this album really really calls attention to how absolutely bad honestly never mind was like <laughs> yeah that is something i'm absolutely going to bring up during the conversation yeah yeah no there's <laughs> a lot to talk about gonna be a wordy wordy Fucking, fucking review. All right. Oh, we shouldn't have any distractions this time. Yeah, I don't think we have any distractions. And also, like, we, it, we're doing it on Wednesday because Wakanda Forever comes out tomorrow. And I'm not waiting a single moment to wait to see that movie. Yeah, it's a lot going on. We have that. We have God of War came God out. of War. I've already, I already oh, passed the first boss. Yeah. So we, uh, we are pretty much moving the podcast forward. Yeah, and we had a big album come out, and it's like we can't not review it. Like, yeah, we literally shifted around the schedule. That's the yeah, point. and I think we might have to shift it one more time, my guy. We got to review Black Panther. <laughs> we most definitely will be doing a a one off for a movie review. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, if you do, Purvis, I'm gonna need you to step your Marvel game up, sir. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, Purvis. <laughs> We gotta we gotta start peer pressuring Purvis in the comics. Like anything comics, bro, I got you. Trust dude, me. I I, I grew up on comics. Spider Man taught me how to read. Okay, cool. Like well, you're gonna have to carry the conversation. I, I know enough to be uh, involved. I'll bring the black culture. You'll bring the comic culture. Cool. Okay? It's a good combination. Cool. I also love that. Like uh, they're like the the movie with Namor and the fake Atlantis. It's like Latino culture, like Mexican culture. Yes. And I'm taking my girlfriend to see this, and it's like, oh, we're like the screen right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is literally you guys. This is us. Like, yeah. all right, well, shall we? we shall uh, we get to the news? Shall we run through news? Yeah. I was gonna say it's not that much to cover. No. Um. Yeah. You know, because you get in this genre, we get a lot of announcements on thursday well what i would say i i did discover a couple of different things through some of the resources that i've been using so we have a couple of uh people that we haven't heard in a while come back that i was actually impressed about um dram or however you pronounce it is coming out with what that happened was that's the name of the album i'm pretty sure love that um, that's a great name i love dram i think he yeah. goes by shelly now yeah he goes by yeah. He, by he goes by Dram, aka uh, Shelly. Yeah. Did uh, he explain what influences? It's just um, a name change. Yeah, just a name change. <clears throat> I actually been following him for quite a while, uh, and he 
has been kind of going into detail why he's been gone for so long. And from what he was saying, when he first came out, it wasn't really him. So he took the time to go away, reevaluate life, and come back with him. Supposedly this album that's coming out is supposed to be a smooth R&B jazzy type album. He was like, I love Broccoli, but that's not what you are about to hear from me this time. I love Broccoli, but I would love to hear something from Dram that sounds nothing like Broccoli. It's actually so interesting because I was going to put him on the one hits wonder last week. You know, here's the it, thing it, though. It really I don't I don't hate the idea that Dram's a one hit wonder. I don't think one hit wonder make means you don't make consistently make good music. You just only had one hit. Like Right. Okay. Yeah. And see when you guys when you guys did the episode and I was listening to it, I have kind of a different definition of one hit. Cause to me, one hit is you drop a song, and then you personally are never heard of or spoken up of ever again. Yeah. So that's just me personally, because there's always one hit wonders, but their name is still circulated yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And they not, and it may not be. Oh, they keep making music, or they stop making music, but your name was still relevant. Right. That's fair. Okay. I'm trying to think the people that we brought up because, like. I feel like a lot of the names we brought up. The first person you brought up. Um, uh, you got what I need. Oh, yeah, Biz Marquis. Biz Marquis. Okay. He was in the culture. That's what I'm about to say. Everyone knows that song. Right. A lot of people can't name another song. No. But (laughs) his name in the industry, his image alone in the industry carried him and made him important throughout time. Yeah, I think another thing we got to put into perspective is, like, we're very granular on this side of the culture. True. So, like, I think to 99% of people who heard Broccoli, they, Dram basically did disappear. <laughs> like, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. You know, we're just, you know, we're the people looking in the water, seeing what's coming down to stream. So. Does anybody know what Gucci Gang is? I know of it. <laughs> Where is Little Pump? Right. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah. The thing is, a Little Pump, he actually had a couple songs. He had a couple songs. I don't want to admit it. You know what? He, he did. did have a couple songs. Yeah. He, did, he did have a couple of songs. I'll give him that for Yeah. Him. The only thing is that he also got much worse. Like, he had a bunch of songs and, like, they declined in quality really fast. Well, that was predicted. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, um, Yes, uh, moving on from that conversation, instead of bringing that back, uh, we have probably the biggest release of the week. We have Nas coming out with King's Disease 3. Yeah. Um, I know people love this series. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have any opinions on this series? Cause I'll, I'll be, be listening honest. to it. I, I think I have. I, I heard King Disease 1. I haven't heard King Disease 2. It's, so, it's pretty good. It's yeah, good. I've heard it's good. So I, I want to get back to it. Nas, you know, like, it's just... So much of this is cultural, and Gaz is just before my time, but, like, <clears throat> he's still making good music. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If I'm being honest, when he came up, obviously Elmatic is a classic, but I wasn't even born. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of hard to go back and listen to, you know? Yeah. And he's had a resurgence in our lifetime. Like, because he was kind of like, oh, he made Illmatic 
And then, like, you know, a few albums after that weren't as big. Right. It's true. No, it's the complete truth. Yeah. And, but he's, you know, I think the King's Disease have really pushed him to the forefront and his, in this modern era. I mean, (laughs) okay, so Purvis just brought up, you know, his uh, discography. So even after Illmatic, you had I Am. Now, I that's what I say. I'm older. I remember when I Am came out. Um, especially oh, the one track off of I Am, um, the song I Am. That song was was it I Am? No, I went no um, crap. What song was it? It was one specific song on this album. Everyone. Was singing. I don't think it was not. I am whatever you said. Not nah, crap. Okay, it'll come back to me. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But after I am, he kind of was kind of quiet. I mean, still Matic was pretty good to me. After still Matic, I didn't come back until hip hop is dead. That's a six seven year difference. I mean, I'm curious then, because speaking on him as he's come back and he's still pretty relevant, I would say. Is he one of the rare people that's actually stand against time, the test of time? I feel like a lot of older people just ain't there no more. Everybody talking about Eminem fell off. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Everybody talking about Snoop Dogg don't make music like that no more. Before, before uh, I think Snoop Dogg's on his way back, too. Yeah, well. On his way. Let me ask both of you a question then to help answer it. Is Nas on caliber with Jay-Z? No. I mean, I think creatively, probably. Okay. But, like, in the culture, no. Maybe. Let me not. Well, I don't know about culture. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. For, For a long while... When, well, okay, when I was growing up, this is the older person speaking, so let me let me say that first. It used to be an argument. Oh, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Nas, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Nas. It was always in that conversation, who was better, Jay-Z, Nas, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne? Um, Because I feel like it doesn't matter when Jay-Z drops a song, everyone's going to listen. And probably 80% of the population will say that verse was was fire. Yeah. Nas, Nas doesn't do a whole lot of features as much as Jay-Z does. But when he drops his own songs, his name is always brought up to the way where it's like, hey, guess what? I know you ain't heard from this nigga in a long time, but hey, Nas just dropped something and you better listen to it. I think that is fair. Like breaking it down that way. Yeah. In the nineties, Nas and Jay Z was almost. Yeah, I mean, they had a like Ether is about like. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like the thing that I think about because I wasn't there the moment. I think Jay Z is set apart from a lot of his competition, including Nas. No disrespect to him because Nas is a legend. Without Nas, we wouldn't have J Cole and many other people. Yeah. Yeah. But Jay Z. And this is my business side coming out. He just, in a sense of building a brand and in a sense of actually owning his business, 
as much as people talk about like, oh, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman, that lyric, that's not a joke. Jay-Z is literally... He's a, a businessman. <laughs> like, yeah, he's... He knew what he was doing, and there's a reason he's one of the few black billionaires that's a rapper. Well, let me ask you this. He's a billionaire from a lot of, yes, business endorsements decisions. And endorsements and business decisions that he made, but... A lot of time with these endorsements comes from what you have done. Jay-Z was the face of Rockefeller Records. Very true. How many big names were signed to Rockefeller Records? Nas didn't have a label. If Nas had a label and dropped as much as Jay-Z did, would Nas have the same income Jay-Z has? And also, we don't know what Nas is doing on the side. Nas also like probably could have, he probably could have, and and once again I'm speaking from someone who wasn't there like Purvis. I'm a little bit closer to him on this one, uh, but like Nas definitely could have embraced like that early 2000s backpacker scene a little bit harder yeah. if you ask me. You know, he like could you imagine a Nas record on Ruckus back in the day? Completely agree. But see, here's the thing. Jay Z, his goal in the beginning of Rockefeller was find some of the best people and sign them. It's a lot of people that got signed to Rockefeller that you didn't know. And Purvis, you said there would be no J. Cole without Nas, right? That's what I'm saying. J. Cole's on the Dreamville. Who is Dreamville under? Rockefeller Records. That's true. Yeah, and he literally wouldn't be here without Jay-Z either. So imagine if Nas had a label, he was like, hey, bro, I'll right. sign you for Rockefeller. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. Then Dreamville would be completely underneath Nas Records. Right. Different, a whole different the whole foundation would be different. So I'm not going. I'm not trying to take no away from Jay Z. Right. He just hustled harder than Nas. He was a business person, you know. Like he, he, he knew the bit. Well, he said of people just make music and then that's it. Hold on. Yes, let me let me before I make this comment. Let me not take any of Jay Z business smartness away from him. But Jay-Z has literally said in his songs how he got to where he is. He's said it a hundred times. I'm going to show you guys how to get out of the streets. What Jay-Z did, he hustled and used the game of the streets to get to a certain point. And then after that, he went and, and sat in certain places and listened to see what some of the big dogs was this doing. This is a very important detail. He, it, it's a big thing. You some people from the streets can only hustle to a certain point until you decide, let me go sit with the big dogs and see what they're doing for that real money. Yeah. I really, it's funny that you bring this up because I was going to bring it up as a conversation more recently, but I wanted to honor his death. But it's certain things, and I, I don't want to connect it to something like a tragedy like this, but I was talking to one of my friends about this. At some point, when you make a certain level of success, nigga, you got to be like, hold on, I can't keep doing street you can't, stuff. No, you can't. You can't keep doing stupid street stuff. You, I understand that's how you came up. You're around your environment. You want to get back to your community exactly. and represent them. Exactly. But like, bro, nigga, you gotta losing get out of your that. life at a bowling alley over dice is stupid. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to yeah. say it. And I, I honestly, I'm sad that it happened. But as a black person, speaking to other black people, nigga, stop doing but stupid stuff. But you have stuff. to remember what our culture, even when you make it big, you almost looked at, oh, so you right. too you, big, you, you can't now. come back? Right. You, you can't fake. come, oh yeah, you, you can't real. come back? Mm -hmm. you, you can't play spades? Yeah. 
Exactly. You can't go back to the family barbecue and play spades. You got too much money now. Exactly. So you got to manage it. It's a catch twenty two. It's a catch twenty two. And I'm sure Jay Z has lost some of his friends, but that's oh, he had an interview. Have you watched the whole interview he has with Kevin Hart? Jay-Z has a whole interview that came out this summer with Kevin Hart. He had to really family. Fat blood. Right. Blood. Not just grow up with not like, just the homie hey. from down the street. Blood. Like he got to the point where it's like, I have to grow beyond what brought me here. Now if, for me to get to the next level, I have to grow. And so I'm not saying Nas doesn't understand that. Maybe he just didn't sit in the right rooms and ear hustle. That's he it. Just didn't want to, but it wasn't desire, whatever it was. Maybe he did, and we just don't know the whole situation. Right. It could be more to it. Right. But that, anyway, that that's the whole little piece. Yeah. Right. That's I think mean. businesses are evil. It's the Illuminati. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not the Illuminati. It's called capitalism. They do it because they make money. Like it's like it's not the Illuminati. It's not the moon. You're sad because of capitalism. <laughs> Look, it's America. It is what it is. It's it is what like, it is. <laughs> it is. Hey, we had an election yesterday that didn't make me cry, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Anybody showed up and did their thing. Yeah. Even though, Jesus Christ, I had to wait three hours in line to vote. What? Vote early. Yeah. No, you didn't. Dude, and oh my God, there was a lady... She was telling people she was rehearsing choreography for Beyonce behind me and danced what? all three hours routinely no, bumping oh into me. God. See, this is okay, Brandon. This is why I haven't moved to the city. <laughs> you know what? I, this, I is, wait, this, is nice, wait, this is in a nice, this is in Lakeview. This is in like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Bro, it's all the same to me. I you went, went to, to a library? Right. I went to a public I library was, after work. <laughs> I went to Westchester Elementary School. I was in and out in 10 minutes. I, I usually am in and out in five minutes. And there was another lady. Because, like, the other thing is that, like, there was 200 people in this line, and she was the only weird one. She just was immediately behind me. Look, it's always at least one weird one. Yeah. I'm hoping everyone went out and voted. The older you get, the more she was you also like a, she was also like a Republican. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm not gonna say names because they might listen to it. But I know people that are like younger. That was like I'm not gonna go vote, and my instinct was like, "What's wrong with you?" And then I remember they was like, "Well, COVID isn't real," and I was like, "You know what? Don't vote." Let, yeah, you know what? Don't vote. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I have thing. a serious. I genuinely believe. Hold up, Isaac. Give me the second. I genuinely, no, 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 I genuinely me. believe that like the reason why everyone thought the Republicans were going to do so well and they didn't is because so many of them died. <laughs> you, you know, Brandon. You know, Brandon. Okay. okay, wait a minute. From COVID, they don't believe in COVID, and it's a disease. Like, <laughs> look, look, Brandon. We're trying to grow the podcast. Let's. <laughs> Let's just say it today, like, Bro. look, if we make it big, don't let hey, them come back and care for you. <laughs> we need to separate how they separate from church and state. We need to separate politics from the podcast. No, now, never like, mind. <laughs> no, this is my podcast. <laughs> well, it's our podcast, 51%. I mean, Purvis has 51%, so we qualify for government grants. Hey. It is our podcast, but I give you full range. <laughs> All right, this is how we organize the workers. Uh <laughs> Let me give you some wise words from my father. 
especially someone that is a, a, a he's a pastor. So let me get that out there first. Both sides are evil. Uh, it, to me, if you're a politician, you low down pretty much. Eh, I mean, now it comes. It comes down to what's the worst devil that you want. Who you want to deal with the most? Because look, they, I, I, I feel like admit. I feel like that is that mentality is a tool used by the people who benefit from the status quo, and they don't want shit to change because they're on top. Well, look, I'll say this: Yes, I major majorly vote Democrat, but. Has a Republican ever said something or done stuff in his history again running against a Democrat that I ever, that sometimes I thought, you know what, you might be the best option? Yes. I've had had the thought where, you know what, this Republican making more sense against the person he's running against. So I'm I'm not gonna say I'm strictly the Democrat Party. I am someone that tries to choose who's going to make the smarter option. Yeah, sure. And like, look, if you have a career criminal in the, as a Democrat versus a Republican, I really don't give a shit about like capital P politics per se. I mean, that's not true. Yeah. Like, I, I do give a shit, but like, I think it's ultimately less important. My belief is that the Republicans and the Democrats are just two heads of the same dragon. Oh, like, yeah. And yeah. really, like, the conflict in this country is not between uh, left and right as we perceive it. As we perceive it right. as liberals and conservatives, it is uh, between those who work for a living and those who own for a living. Like those yeah. are the two forces in tension in America, and right. And the issue is, you can't you can't have one without the other, and mm. but you can have the other one without that. Like you can have workers without billionaires. You can't have billionaires without workers. Like, economics 101 Okay, shit. I see what you're saying. I see you know, saying so, like, there's a tension there. And my thing is that, like, we need to, like, call attention to that power dynamic because it's True. because it compacts everything else, you know? Like, yes, this is a, the power dynamic, but, like, women have it worse under this system. Black people have it worse under this system. Queer people have it worse under this system, you know? Uh um, mm -hmm. And all those intersections, you know? So right. that's that's what I believe. And it's like, yeah, this shit's important. And, like, if you can vote in five minutes, fucking go vote. Like, you should. But, exactly. like, politics is way bigger than, like, a bet, you know, red versus blue CNN mainstream media yeah, bullshit. You know? Right, right, the right. number one thing, like, if you want to have, like, a positive political input on the, uh, the people, on, like, the... Your community, and I'm not talking to you two. I'm talking to the seven listeners. I'm talking to Jasper. Uh, <laughs> go, you know, do some mutual aid, raise some money for people who need it, hand out food, shit like that. That's the real politics. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Uh. Alrighty. All well, right. That was our. Uh, that was. Our it's the day after an election. It's about to happen. Right. Uh. I, it's It's timing. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing wrong with this. Now, now, as we discuss. The heat death of the American Empire. Let's talk about Meek Mill Flamers Five. Uh, How about your um, uh, Run the Jewels? <laughs> oh yeah, Run the Jewels Quattro drops this week. We talked about that last week. Uh, my opinion hasn't changed. It's a cool idea, but just get me Run the Jewels Five, please. <laughs> please just give it to me. 
I just need run the jewels. Or does the does the world have to collapse in on itself again? Like, <laughs> do we just we not just need them enough now? Not against the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I, I won't say I'm voting for it, but I'm not going to say I'm against it. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, that's the thing. Run, uh, uh, Killer Mike and LP only come out when we really need them, and I don't think we do right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let, you mentioned it earlier. Meek Mill is dropping Flamers 5. Um, <laughs> do we like Meek Mill? I am l- lukewarm on Le- Meek Mill. Okay, there we go. I, I will... Yeah. I, 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 every album he puts out, there's a song or two I enjoy. But, like, that's about it. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really so, cool that, like, him and Drake squashed that beef. I thought that was really cool. I, but Yeah. We talking about years Because as soon as they... <laughs> yeah. I mean, as soon as they dropped the beat, they had a fire collab song. Yeah, that so- that's what I mean. It's like, that song is just so good, you know? I mean, he gave us one of the best songs ever, Dreams and Nightmares. Yeah. But, I mean, since then. So, he a, okay. He has a handful of really, really good songs, but, like... He does. Yeah. Does. yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, no, he's he is a creative and talented guy. But, so, like, do you think he has anything even in the same ballpark as a, a classic? Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying in his whole catalog, does he have a classic? A single classic album, yes. Not um, a cla- not an album's yeah. worth of classic songs. <laughs> I was say, it depends on who you ask. It depends who you ask. In the black community, that is a yes because if there is a wedding, if there is a birthday party, any any get together, any get together birthday barbecue, <laughs> we all know there's one specific song in general that has to be played. Anything but a and the whole crowd will go crazy. So if you're asking me, yes, he has a classic. At least one. He has at least one classic. Album? Oh, I'm, I, you just say album. Oh, I oh I definitely think he has classic. He absolutely has classic songs. He has songs. classic songs. He oh, I don't I don't songs. even think that's up for debate. Like I He has classic songs. Album? You know what? That's what I'm getting at. Like, is he someone who can create a not even conceptual, but a holistically interesting piece of art. You know what? It's the same thing. You can ask certain people because some people believe Dream Protections One and Two are borderline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I am not offended at the idea of Dream Chasers One and Two being classics. That sounds. I don't think I agree, but I, that sounds like a completely reasonable opinion to have. Right. It's an argument that you can have. Agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah. Now yeah. I will. I'll say this though. You both do both of you know how he got into the industry? Meek Mill? Yes. Uh, did he wish upon a star? No, so before Meek Mill got into the industry, Meek Mill was like one of the top underground um rap underground bat, uh, battle rap rappers. Ah. Like he was a battle rapper. Meek Lost. Mill? No. <laughs> that Meek that Meek explains Mill. the albums. <laughs> Yo, Meek Mill when he first Actually, came out, I, I Meek Mill right. was one of the top I remember, area, I remember this now. Yeah, and so they gave him a record deal. Record deal. Dream Chasers 1 and 2 came out. They said, hey, you got it. I think what happened, with, I think the issue with McNeil is he got away from what was him. And now I'm about to make a comment that's about to be very contradictory. Now we just said when people get rich, they need to go away from the hood and live the lifestyle that you live. 
But then <laughs> there is a caveat. Sometimes some of you guys need to embrace where you came from because you're too far out. You a bit too disconnected. Let's say too far out. You forgot where you came from, and that's literally the only thing that's gonna keep your music going. It's okay, so that makes sense specifically for him. I don't think it qualifies for Jay Z. No, not Jay Z. No, not at all. Jay Z just on the upper echelon. He's on the highest tier you can get to. Exactly. Where Meek Mill, if he was a battle rapper, as much as I love the genre of hip hop and rap, battle rappers' skill level, I would say, only it's a ceiling. I, I don't. I, it's like a different thing. It's a different right, thing. That's what it is. Than, it's a different type of performance. You know, like you, you have, if you took the, you know, the top ten NBA players and put them on a racetrack and had them run, yeah. they're probably going to get wildly different. Like you know, wildly different exactly. results. It's a completely yeah. different skill set. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like you have to have a certain level of grit and storytelling experience to have. You have to have a creative vision, not just like the ability exactly. to put words together. You know, exactly. you know. I mean, as if you're an underground battler, you gotta be able to come up words on the spot. You're yeah. responding back and forth, right? That's the thing. But yeah. it's, it, it's a different level when it comes into creating an album. So you're yeah. saying you gotta but make a picture. Like, but like, not have you ever like, heard battle rap? Like, it doesn't play the second time. Like, I feel like if you're just out there spitting, you can. I mean, it's gonna sound good, but. It's not the same. It's usually a lot looser. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 But okay. I, I think that makes sense. That's, yeah. That's my, my hot take, maybe Meek Mill's like the upper echelon of what we can expect from a battle rapper. Okay. 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 Because he made it into... <laughs> yeah, because he did make it. He does have good songs. Like... Yeah. And I think you that's and I do think that's the thing about battle rappers is that they usually don't have good songwriting skills. They just have the ability to make bars. Mm. He did his job and got out the hood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got, he got his family up. Yeah, yeah, I can't be mad. All right, we got Buster Rhymes dropping the fuses lit. Yeah. TikTok. Um, I'm I'm a little mixed on this one. I mean I love Buster Rhymes, but <clears throat> I, I can't even imagine what the album's gonna be like. I yeah, I cannot conceptualize of what a Busta Rhymes album in twenty twenty two is. But like that's not to say I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah. He didn't have one of the features of the year. We talked about yes, that. Well, about to add. Yeah, feature of the year. So we still got it. Well are do you still have it if you're one of those heavyweight feature album feature artists or do you still have it if you can hold the weight on your own? Because, I mean, we've seen so many people come in featuring I have, okay. and having weight, but then how do you do by yourself? I have a question. Based off of what you just said, and the most recent person I can think about, Little Baby has killed every single feature that he is on. I don't know... Why he goes so much harder on other people's music? Yeah, but he dropped an album this year, and it was not. That isn't it was, even in the conversation. The, yeah, it was album, very mid. Yeah, it's it not was, even in the conversation. His, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we haven't even discussed his album. That is that. No, bad. not really. We were like, this is coming out, but it also came out like what's that gun came out. It's been a whole thing. Like, so I mean, uh, are we still from the B supporting little baby. Like he just dropped a very very mid album. 
See, this is the... But his features are great. This is some of the, the issue I have with Lil Baby. Lil Baby blew up too quick. He came out of nowhere and blew up extremely quickly. So when it comes to solo work, think about it. Is it easier to drop to write a quick 16 on a feature one time? Yeah. Or I got to do this for a whole, a whole album. album. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing, though. I, I don't disagree that he grew up too quickly. The only counter that I have to that, and I know Brandon won't agree, Gunner grew up with him at the exact same time, at the exact same pace. And I understand he's in jail right now, but Gunner don't miss. Is No, but see, it's different. I do think it's different. This is, this is why I think it's different. Gunna and Lil Baby's flow is different. Sometimes the flow defines who you are. Okay. That's the first part. I do agree that the flow is very different. The second part is, and I'm about to say something that some people may not agree with, some of Gunna's best songs are features. Yeah, same. Names, name songs... I actually, I actually wonder if we over, if we overvalue little baby. The songs is when he, he brings somebody else okay, on. I'm not it's gonna lie. He does bring a lot of good people into a song. So, um, look, all the top five, yeah, all have features. But what I, the only thing I'll push back against, and this is because I actually do listen to a lot of Gunner. He has a lot of good solo tracks. Now I'm not saying it's groundbreaking. They're not known. They're not heavily known. You don't know okay, unless heavily you listen. Known, heavily you don't known, know yeah. unless you, you listen know it's to gonna. It. But yeah, if you listen yeah. to it, you be like, I don't know the song. You have to be. Good. Yeah, yeah, it kind of all blends know. together and not like in a cool Smino way. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's a lot of songs you can listen to outstanding. You can listen to speed it up. So he's obviously the little baby. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other songs is it, it's my song, but it's hot because I got somebody else on it. Little baby is it's somebody else's song on it, but I just came and murdered it. <laughs> it's my song now. You see what I'm saying? And then look at the songs that the two of them have together. Usually those songs blow up because Gunner has stupid. baby on it. Baby going stupid. I mean, cause yeah, because yeah, 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 Gunner has baby on it. Drip too hard, pushing P, a whole bunch of you know. That's the thing. Pushing what, well, little baby, drip or drown. I'm doing this for a whole album compared to I'm doing this on a feature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. All right. How'd we get here? Anyway, uh, <laughs> ran for the hills. Yeah. Should we close out? Okay, I'll close out the albums then. Um, we have Sofago signed to Cactus Jacks Records coming yeah. out with Pink Hearts. It's gonna be actually. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, this will be a listen. Yeah. We we joked about it a couple weeks ago. It's saying it seems like people signed to Captain's Jack are like in jail. They just can't release music. But we finally get this. Yeah, it's got a couple of good features. I heard Lil Uzi Vert, Gunna, a couple other people gonna be on there. I will definitely be paying a visit to this. And um, that that's pretty much all the all the albums that, like we said, we recorded early. The only single I found, which is pretty hype, uh, SZA dropped a teaser video. I believe it's called PSA. Um, looking looking great. From Atlanta that was the one right before that. So the Keith was on the video shirt. And I just watched oh, that. Man. That song is good. At the end of that video, she had another teaser to a track. 
And then she just dropped another teaser yesterday called PSA. So are we in an album soon, finally? Sounds like it. I'm I'm tired of listening to clocks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is very much due. Like, look at the clock and see what time it is. It's time for another album. Bro, she's been very absent. I know she's been on a couple of journeys that she's been mentioning through Instagram. Look, it sounds like she's ready. Every single teaser that she's put out, even the short verse that I heard, it's like, nah, she finna come back spitting. She she got something to say. I was about to say, TDE is not looking good. Dreamville over here killing y'all. Yeah. 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 All right. We also got got a little bit of other news, you know, pushing, uh, revisiting the tragedy that happened last week. Uh, Justin Bieber is apparently going to be performing at Takeoff's funeral. It doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know enough to push against it. At at this point, my own the only thing that makes sense to me is that he is like he's a close personal friend. Yeah, 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 and like, and and on that level, it's like okay, like yeah, like you you just the music fan in me can't push back on that one bit because these are human beings. No, yeah. So, and I feel the exact same way about Offset pushing back his album. Like, yep. Yeah, very yeah. appropriate. Yeah, this it's is completely the most understandable thing in the world. Yeah, take yeah. all the time you need, big guy. Like, shit's rough. I get it. Yeah, and I'll go as far as to say I almost would discourage putting it out still, like right now. I just, I really wish they would have all made up. Right. That's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, all three of them made up. Like, we could have gotten one last Migos album. We could have gotten the culture for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I guess moving on some some other, I, I won't say sad news, but it's definitely an eye opening news. Blue Slide Park is eleven years old. I hate this fact. Like <laughs> I, I hate, I hate Bro. anniversary. Dude, Man on the Moon oh, two turned twelve too. It, wait, what turned twelve? Man on the Moon two. No, oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, not one, two. Two. Jesus. Dude, Man of the Moon 3 is 15 years old. Shut up. (laughs) It's funny because it's going to be a point where, like, we both, like, 40, 50. (laughs) We're going to be playing this with our kids. I remember back in the day. My daughter is 10. This this came out before. Wow. Yeah, this is older than your daughter. Jesus. That technically makes it more important. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A little bit older. But uh no yeah, that, that's kinda crazy to think about. Again, hate to see Mac Miller's gone, but man, did he leave a presence. Yeah. Yeah. Can I uh can I give um, a hot take? Okay. I don't think this album has aged particularly well. It's not bad, but I'm not against that idea. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just like it, it's him trying to do the stuff he does on his later albums. With all the maturity he had when he was playing exclusively at white colleges, like yeah, yeah, without, yeah. without the maturity, yeah. Yeah. when he yeah. was still like Asheroth, yeah, 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 when he was basically yeah, millennial Asheroth, like exactly or whatever. No, I, I accept that. Yeah, but like, don't get me wrong, like it's good, like especially if you have memories of it, it's gonna because it hits for me. But like, yeah, I listen to that and I'm like. Road. Man, the gulf in quality between Blue Side Park and watching movies with the sound off. Oh my god. Massive. <laughs> Day and night. Ugh. But um 
I guess easing our way into the topic, we we get. I I don't know if it's confirmed, but Drake in twenty one might be going on tour, and uh, I will be buying tickets. They they are on the list of must see now after this album. So yeah. I guess yeah. easing our way into it. Should we start uh, discussing her loss? Yeah, let's talk about her loss. Going into the album, her loss. Let's uh, break down the initial thoughts. I guess going into it. Yeah, let's you do that. To, so, yeah, I'll start us off because I'm kind of the Drake hater, I guess, which is unfair because <laughs> I'm like a fan. I would say, okay. but I so I listened to this album like first thing Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, I like it. <laughs> I think, and the other thing is, I think it this album specifically addresses some of the criticisms I've had of Drake's modern era. Okay. Uh, I agree. Specifically because, like, and I always say this. I say this about Nav. I say this about Drake a lot. And I think this is a good example because this is, like, this isn't that. Is like, a lot of his stuff comes across very lazy. Mm-hmm. And while, spoiler alert, my grade's a B. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't think this is a lazy album. Like, okay. Okay. I, I think, like... You can tell that there was craft put into this. There was intentionality put into this. Like, is it the deepest shit in the world? No. Mm-mm. But I think you can just... It, to me, I think like that level of just quality when it comes to the beat selection, the sequencing, the lyrics, I think it was just a lot higher than it has been on any of Drake's previous uh, albums in his modern era, as I call it. Okay. Um... I think everything you said is extremely valid in terms of like the lazy comment. I don't think I've ever felt that it was lazy. I think honestly, Nevermind was in a sense lazy for its own genre. Um, but I, now that you say it, it makes sense. I think going into the album, I knew that he wasn't going to pull the same mess that he did before um, coming out with honestly, Nevermind. Um, I knew that it was going to be a true hip hop album. I think the only bitch mark I had for this was "What a Time to Be Alive," so which is like the most, which is the fairest one, exactly. So coming into it, as long as he delivered in the sense of like, I can still rap and make good music, and like having it be substantial because like a lot of people when you look at Drake is like, okay, he's the caption maker. Everyone makes Instagram. Ooh, he said that, music. and like he needs to hit in that sense. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. At first, the first listen, I was like, "This I right. really." But when I get into it, this this album's good. I'm sorry, this album. Oh. actually it's a lot of things that go into it that I'll bring up through the conversation. I think this is a very good album. I, I think it's a really good album. Uh I kind of had the opposite effect in that I was like, oh, shit, this is knocking on the door of my top 10 of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now I've kind of cooled off and I'm like, this is a very good album, maybe even great album, but a good amount of these songs are just fine. Okay. Including some songs I like quite a bit. Like, there are even songs on here that, like... Oh, trust me, there's a few songs. Yeah, that, I I just think there's a look. It's a it's a relatively long album. I think there's a 
good amount of songs that I think are just fine. Do I think there are any like absolute stinkers on this album? I don't think so. Okay. And I do think there are some genuinely great songs. You think it's a long album? I think it has... I mean, it's 16 tracks. Like, the standard we have is 10 to 12, 10 to 13, maybe. It's a by the standard we've like this show right, right. has now, put on every other album. Yeah, right, right. I would we say it's the thirteen track is ideal, but it is only an hour. It's I would say it's, I would say it's paced very well. That's the way I would okay. describe it. Is okay. I, yes, it's long, but it's paced very well. Okay. Well, Isaac, what are you? Yeah, Isaac, what's up? Oh, uh, so I'm going to name the albums as worse than this one. Honestly, never mind. Obviously. And that's it. Wow. Uh, I've listened to this album, album five times since it came out. I am disappointed. Wow. Interesting. I, that's interesting. Because, like, I got to be honest. I think yep. everything... To me, I, I divide Drake's career into two parts. There's everything... There's... Pre and post views. Okay. okay. You know? So, so normal Drake and then commercialized. Sure. Yeah, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, to me, it just, yeah, it really is that. And I would say of that second half that we're in, I think this is easily his best album. So I separate him two different ways. Post heartbreak, after heartbreak. Yeah. Because okay. pretty much... I put the separation up somewhere around the same views, maybe more life, but more around views. Everything before views was pretty much that I'm I'm trying to force you bitches to love me, but you won't. And everything after that was, yeah, all right, look, y'all not going to love me, so I'm going to be a dog. And yeah, views came out with the, a year. I, I'll be honest. At first, I'm like after, Isaac's kind of full of shit, but now I'm like, yeah, no, that's fair. Like, yeah, and but, literally, that's that's his solo album. The year before that was his collab album with uh with Future, and Future's collab album was better than this collab our album with Twenty One. I disagree. I'm sorry. Okay, this is why. Okay. I, I am split. I'm split on that. I don't know if I like it more. I mean, I think I personally like this more than uh, Let Me Explain Why. Please do. Okay, the reason why I said What a Time to Be Alive is better, because one, Future didn't change at all. Future did what he did. On this album, 21... Seem different, like he almost. I want to say he almost watered some of his lyrics down to try to vibe with Drake, even though he still said some crazy stuff. But it seemed like I did not get the twenty one I was looking for, and that's not crazy to say because breaking down logistics, like actually logistics and numbering the like lyrics. Drake is responsible for 70% of the album. Okay. Yeah. So 21 only has like 20 to 25%. Okay. That's yeah. the first part. And I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. So, yeah, so no, it, this it, is definitely as, as I go down this, this is, 21. As I go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah. Fight 
Oh yeah, and, towards me. And this is something so, I, I yeah, because like this does not seem to be an even mix, you know. This is a Drake album with numerous Twenty One features. So, all right, which Drake needed, and I'll get into that. Yeah, no, so, I and I don't hate that. Like, right. So I'll give you that. Next, and I know it's too soon to say this, but I anticipate the numbers for what it's time to be alive. To always be bigger than this album, no matter if it's a year or five years later. Strictly because of mostly future. There's a couple things I push back. Yeah, I want to hear these purpose. Come on. Okay, so first, just because of the industry, it has nothing to do with albums. I disagree. Just because things are streamed more. And Drake is already at the point where he's past that commercialized status. Drake is already getting crazy numbers, whether you like it or not. Drake is already the number one stream. Wait, album of this are year. Are you telling me he's more than Taylor Swift? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I get that. Are you telling me that someone that's not number one in streaming doesn't have to be a part of being commercialized? What, what do you mean by that? The reason I made that comment. Usually, the person who's commercialized the most will have the biggest numbers because you that one hyped person or that song that's going to be played in any club, no matter what type of club, mm-hmm. you can go gay bar, you go to straight bar, you go to all white bar, you go to all black bar. Those are the Drake four bars. Be- Those are the four <laughs> bars there are. Like- <laughs> you can- Drake will be played, and usually the commercialized person is the person that's the biggest. Okay. So, are you sure he's not beyond commercialized, or he took the commercialized... I don't know. I'm saying after the jump. I'm saying comparing this to... What he's not low. Doing What It's Time To Be Alive, he was streamed. Don't get me wrong. But now we're talking... He's more streamed now. Right. He's we're talking definitely... post More Light, More Life. We're talking post Scorpion. We're talking post the whole episode we have where, like, Drake has 20-plus song albums. Ooh. So it's just crazy streaming. No, I... So I think structurally, just how the industry goes, her loss will get more streams. You... When you look at five, ten years down the road, What's... it's going to have well, more streams. Time, time will tell. Because now the way the streaming services work, someone like me that's in their mid-30s, now I could go back and listen to as much old music as I want without looking for a CD. I can't tell you how many people I know around my age at house parties is bumping shit from the 90s. Yeah. So those stream numbers are going to get caught. And as big as Drake and Future is together, and I'm not trying to take anything away from 21. This is more of an actual collab album, so you're not wrong. Future has more of a presence. This would be played more. Plus... Also, you said he only had five good songs in here, right? No, that's what I was about to say. That's the second part. What songs are you actually going to play from this album that's not Big Rings? Actually, though, Big Rings are just... I'll have to go down the list, but but if you say five, that's almost 50%. This album was 11 songs. It was very short. But, but that's I'm almost 50%. Big Rings? If you go, If you go to Her Loss, 16 songs, what off the jump? How many can you say off the jump? I mean, that's the thing. Is it almost 50%? I'm more biased because I like this more. It doesn't even have to be 50% just because there's more songs. If it's 33%, it's going to be the same amount of songs. How was the... Okay. Which album had... 
take away the two or three bars that Drake had towards people, Megan and right, and, 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 uh, and Williams William, William's husband. Right. What had better bars? I mean, the thing is, when I think about it and I go back to what a time to be alive, the songs that blew up blew up because of the chorus. Yeah. You can't think of actual lyrics from What a Time to Be Alive where you're like, man, future snap. There is but isn't that usually big... where it catch people's chorus? What chorus on these songs? You're saying from actual lyrics. You're looking okay. at the lyrics of the song. You look at What a Time to Be Alive, the biggest songs, because okay. we're talking about the songs that's going to get the streams. Big Rings does not What's have the big, big lyrics. Big, okay. Big Rings does not have big lyrics. What's the next biggest song? Diamonds Dancing does not have big lyrics. I like scholarships personally. That has <laughs> lyrics, but people ain't finna play scholarships because it's too slow. Jumpman, Jumpman is, is a being, jump, Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally a chant. Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. Okay, what about the rest of the songs, though? No one's going to play the rest of the songs. I get you that. I That's the that. thing. I think bar for bar, that album had more bars than this one. If you take well, away... I would say If this. you take away some of the low jams Drake had. Because, oh, there's glad we brought it up. Because I listened to the song, the CD again today, okay. and 21... Had two verses, he literally pulled from one of his old songs and he repeated. Interesting. Okay. Wait, wait really? About, what um shit, what song was it? I know it's towards the end of the album. He brought up a verse where his friend Jimmy, his, wait, was his friends that died? One of his friends. Well, I watched died. watched So So Died. And then I had listened to a, my my phone, did it on his own. Yeah. It, pulled it up a song. 21 Savage song, and literally the first. Two bars was almost almost word for word of him talking about, oh, I watched, I think it was Jimmy Die, right. something, something, something. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. He just said that. Well, I, I will say this. I haven't seen it, but I, be, I believe you. I really do. Because there's a couple of lyrics in Rich Flex. He copies Megan Thee Stallion from. Yeah. In, in um, I think the same song, Drake copies. Oh, he got two uh, songs. Two with pain is. T-Pain or somebody, he copies somebody else flow. He got there's a couple of the, things on here where it's like, okay, they literally taking flows and because they had the song when they did one more time where he stole the flow one more yeah, time. He stole that flow. I mean, was that's a sample song. though. That's a little yeah, different. It's, it's, but the, wait, whoa, whoa, how did he rap though? Yeah, he I would. I would say him. that's a interpolation. I would give him that. I would. I would give any artist that grace. You have to. You're not gonna rap off beat. So he was so respected. Yeah. I, I, get, I get. I give him. I shot. And I'm. And I'm speaking as probably the biggest Daft Punk fan on this call. Uh, you are. <laughs> I'm right behind you, dude. They're so good. Look, the right. cartoon animated movie they did, they never technically finished it. Oh, yeah. They got to come back and do it. Yeah, they got to come back and finish it. All right. So do we want to start jumping into, like, song by song? Oh, uh, yeah. Because I, I, I kind of want to talk about, like, the creative content of, like, the album a little bit. And I think okay. the first question I want to give both of you guys is, do you think this is a breakup album? No, I'm gonna say no. Um, I will say this is you know how they say you go through was it five phases? Five five yep, stages. It's a great way to put five it. stages of being broken That's up. A perfect way to put it. This is the song that you put out after you pass all five stages and you be like, fuck it. Yeah, this That's is it's not a breakup album. I, I think of it. 
I definitely think this is a. I I think this is a type of breakup album. It's it's a type. Yes, I would agree. This is this is less like oh the love of my life left me after a five year relationship and it's like fuck I caught this bitch cheating. Yeah, yeah, no. So So, I agree. This to me, this is in a relationship song. But after you finished all five stages, that honestly, that's a good way to put it. Because the reason I said it wasn't a breakup song because at this point. And even like you said, it's post-breakup Drake and pre-breakup Drake. This is like the this is the conclusion or the climax, I should say, of the story of post-breakup Drake. This is Drake really not giving like a single crap about nothing. Is yeah, he's, there's, no fucks gi- there's no fucks given think, on this. I think it's a good thing. And the reason I said there's none given, there's so many things Within the the reason I said this actually has a ton of lyrics. If you look up lyrics, I'm highly impressed. He's and of course you there really there are good bars on this. There's some solid right. bars on this album. There's some solid bars. This is him flexing. This is him dissing multiple random people for multiple, for including Dram, who we had didn't have to do that to you. He he get he went against Megan Thee Stallion. I know no beef prior. He went against None. Serena Williams well, wait, wait. because he dated Serena Little Williams. Little Yachty. Little Yachty did come out and say that had nothing to do with Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, even still, you know what you put out. There's a, there's a. Look, he didn't correct it. Drake didn't come out and correct thing. it. And that's another thing. That's another question I was gonna bring up. Is Drake cancelable? Like honestly, and I know we hate cancel culture and like talking about this kind of. I don't thing. hate cancel culture. I think it's not real. He, he hasn't that, done anything. Kevin Spacey is doing speaking people. engagements, like. But that's the thing. Drake saying, like, in reality, when you talk about today's culture and people getting canceled for doing certain things, Drake just put out an album with no Fs given. He's dissing multiple people. He doesn't care about anybody else in the industry. This is literally, and Drake has said it a hundred times, Drake is the person, when he drop on this date, you're not dropping on that date. He's well, who, who, who put the album? Who pushed their album? I know, but I'm just saying. Because someone just pushed their album, right? Yeah. Who was that? Honey with a book? Or Boogie with Yeah, he pushed I'm just saying. Like, yeah. He is actually, and I'm, I swear, I'm not a huge Drake stand. But at some point, you got to say, is he really that nigga? Well, I'll say this. I will say this. One, at some point, everyone can be canceled. Yeah, but I mean, kind of. Here, I'll say this about Drake. Drake technically almost has everything on his side to keep him from getting canceled. Okay, like what? Okay. You... Or Kyrie Irving, right? Okay. Drake is oh, Jewish and go. black. He has not made a single statement about this. It doesn't matter. Drake could go on either side and be fine because he's both black and Jewish. <laughs> okay. I, I... And he's mixed with being white. He's Canadian, so everyone thinks Canadian is the nicest people on the face of the planet. When they're not, they should be sent to prison. Bro, like, I could go down the list. Drake is one of those one people. He just mixes with everybody. Yo, we've talked about his music. He could be played anywhere. Anywhere. Everyone loves Drake. You got to say, he got to have some crazy wild stuff to get him canceled. He has hit every bar to put him in a safe house. But it's true. I mean, and he's reached that. I was watching. I think Joe Budden had a like a interview or some kind of commentary about the album. He was talking about how in some of the lyrics, Drake was saying, "All oh, into the va va to the va va 
and some. Yeah, it's like I don't even. I don't know what bro, that is. We don't even know what those places are. I no don't idea. even know they exist. Like Drake is. That's I, their rich I'm, people stuff. Bro, I'm yeah, but Drake like really that makes right it now. lame. Rich people want. stuff is lame. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Just saying. <laughs> like, no, I'm not just saying that. What do rich people eat when they go out? They eat faux gras caviar. That's the eggs and the liver. Where's the fucking fish? Where's the fucking goose? They eat the garbage food. <laughs> All right, look, I don't like caviar, but my wife likes faux gras. I'm just saying, though, if you really look at it, he, he dissed, like we said, Megan Thee Stallion, Serena Williams' husband. He dissed Ice Spice. He dissed Smiley. But People didn't had... even catch that bar. No, he dissed Smiley. I, did, I didn't hear the diss Smiley. Really get canceled? What has he said to really get canceled? I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, and I, I kind of texted this to Brandon over the last week, and I kind of presented to him. I said, look, it's going to be a little weird, and I'm going to try and stretch it out the most I can where it makes sense on a podcast. In terms of being canceled, when you listen to, it depends who you attack. It's more than that. I, it's, it is that. But another thing, and, and this could be just ignorance talking, it could be recency biasy. But like, when you look at hip hop and you look at hip hop in the 90s, I think I know where you're going. Doing hip hop in the 90s, they did not care. We don't care who likes it, we don't care who accepts it, we're going to say whatever. Some of the legends that we praised on a pedestal, on a platform, these niggas was wild. It was wild. He, they was doing some crazy mm, stuff. I kind of want to push back on that though, like because I don't really see people doing that nowadays. Everybody's sensitive. Everyone, Everybody's so goddamn sensitive. And, I, and, and rappers nowadays, you, you ain't gonna. Oh, don't get me wrong. They they gonna rap around drugs. They gonna rap around killing. Not that that's the main thing. But if we talking about, if we being honest, some of the things that come up in hip hop and that is judged for. People don't do that nowadays like that. And I'm not saying Drake just came out with like. I'm a murder people kind of album, but he really came out with a no fucks given type of album. He doesn't care who's going to accept it. I think, but, but Drake knows what he can and can't say. And his music doesn't cater to saying things. Oh, oh, perfect. His, okay. I'm going to finish the statement and then say something else more important. His music doesn't cater to situations for him saying things to be canceled. Now, what just popped up in my mind. This happened, I think, around springtime. I text the cousin group two picture messages. <laughs> it was two white ladies. I asked everybody, do you know who these, who these ladies are? Nobody in the group message can answer it. One was a picture of Drake's mom, and one was a picture of, of J. Cole's mom. Now, I'm saying that because... Drake does not try to say the same stuff J. Cole said. J. Cole will say stuff to try to save the culture. Drake is saying music to put money in his pocket. Drake, Drake has never said anything borderline to cause him to get canceled. He's never said anything truly He's very borderline. safe. He's very safe. He's never said anything borderline, anything at all. And we're sitting here talking about who he did attack he attacked people that no one cares about. Pushback. Megan Thee Stallion's on top of the game right now. We get that, but no, and uh, not enough to get canceled. Yeah, and not like, enough. not for lack of trying either. No, 
that's what I'm saying. Every, of course, the only reason we know, because people was like, oh my God, he right. attacked Megan. Leave Megan alone. She didn't do nothing. Right. People blew but, on Twitter, but it ain't like nothing it came ain't, out of it. Right. Nothing there's, came, there's nothing out, came out, of out of it. So with that being said, I think Drake knows what he's doing. He said, even this, even in this album with the disc bars, even with whatever. I still saying, think he saying, knew it was, he was, it was still safe. He said, I'm going to say what I want to say with a man who has a broken heart and don't care no more. And I'm going to attack every female because we never that's know. The, that's literally, and that's the thing. That's why I said it ain't a break. Maybe him and Megan some that Maybe. we don't know about. It, I think that part's a stretch, but I do agree where like this isn't a breakup album because he really is. It's almost like he he playing a role as future. Future really, yes. Where he's just like f woman, <laughs> like, exactly. And that's the, kind of the energy that he came out with exactly. this album. There is some bars that are positive where he's like, "Oh, I, I listened to this man who didn't have sex in college make rules about a woman's body. That's good. That's positive, right?" But then oh, he I have an opinion on like, that. I'm a feminist because I blew millions on women. No, so that's a good line. This is how hey, I, I actually. Okay, one second. That that uh that pussy in college line, yeah. Do you think that that line came from Drake noticing like a uh, a growth in interest in politics on Instagram, and he's like, yep. "Got to make sure yeah. I got captions for those yeah. too." Like, yes, yeah, yes. Because yeah. like, it's, it's safe. We just talked about yeah. Safe. Oh, it's I think I actually think like from not so much from like a hip like a music perspective, but I think from a politics perspective. I think that bar in and of itself is the most interesting part of the, maybe in any music this year, like it's big, yeah. Just like, just because like Drake is, as you said before, let me have this little rant. Drake said uh, he's super safe, right? He doesn't mm-hmm. say anything that's controversial unless it's interpersonal because that's drama and drama generates attention, right? All right. That that's what it is. That's that's the difference, right? Because like when you when you talk shit about Megan the Stallion, which I think was whack, or Ice Spice, which I think was fair game, uh, <laughs> like it it's drama that just causes attention. But like when you say something genuinely controversial, right, you could get negative attention, right? Right. Right. You know, like if you advocate for Palestine, people might just refuse to listen to you then. And it's different, right? So Drake is like the least, in that second regard, like he's like the least controversial guy on the planet. And even he is rapping about abortion. Like, I think that that speaks to like how the generation from Isaac to Purvis like feels about how necessary of a human right that is. Yeah. To the fact that, like, the artist to... that caters to us can rap about it and it's not even considered political. Like, did he have to rap about that, though? Was he forced to rap about it no. after the whole turnover of the abortion? No, I mean, dude. Like, Congress people had to ratify Roe. That's what had to happen. Dro- uh, <laughs> Drake did not have to, but did not this have is Drake's to. to implementing real time current events involving politics into music, which and, we don't get. Very often, unless it's in a very negative sense, where like the riots happen, and you have right. RTJ come out with a classic, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And it's this just, is something... and the other thing is Sorry, that yeah. I think I once again, like I think because the issue is correctly like so overwhelming with like his uh, like on one side for his audience, uh, 
I, I just think he didn't even think of it that way. I think he thought of it as a caption thing that more than anything else. I swear to God. Again, he's the caption maker. Yeah, yeah. I've already yeah. seen people like post that thing oh. with like election results from yesterday. It, it's literally already which, happening. Yeah, which is also kind of sick. Good job, Drake. Yeah, I mean, democracy. Cool. Yeah, I'm not even mad at it. it it's yeah. a whole bunch of different stuff. Even myself, bro. I was like, man, if I graduate, this bar kind of hard. I might use it. Yeah, it's just certain stuff where like it, it's relatable and it, it's easily digestible. Yeah, this man said. They say you alone at the top, but I know it's only below. Nigga, that's, that's good. a bar. That's really that's good. A bar. Oh, and he also has some like really good silly ones. Like you be going in and out of recessions the same way I be going in and out Bro. of Texas, and Bro, in and out of something, and in and out these courtrooms. My lawyer like <laughs> objection. Bar, oh my god, so good. No, he has no, dude. There's good bars. Purvis. Purvis, seeing as you like the album, uh, I do like the album. Give me some of your favorite, some of your favorite tracks, because we gotta start talking about these tracks a bit. Um, I, I won't go in order in terms of like what I like the most. I'll just go from top to bottom. Um, Major Distribution is amazing. I think it, those first three are all fantastic. All great. I think Rich the- Flex and Major Distribution get a lot better after the beat switch. Spin you, spin about you. Incredible. Savage on a slower song. Incredible. That's a slow gem. Love that song. Bro, I'm sorry. Circo Loco actually taking that sample and making it work. Fantastic song. Fantastic song. He's had a run, and I talked about this with my coworker. First, he had Way Too Sexy. Nigga, why is you sampling this? After that, he had the song on um, God Did It with DJ Cali. That one was actually bad. Now he's doing this one. Nigga, who is making these samples for you? But yeah, Why it's so all over the place. Work? Although I think the beat from that was really good. Like, yeah, it was great. Don't so you do know they helped finish the album at, out at DJ Kelly House, right? That I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There, Drake posted um, either it was Instagram or somewhere he had posted. Thank you, DJ Kelly, for letting Twenty One and I finish the album off at your house. Mm-hmm. So did. DJ Cali might have been. Hey, look, I got Drake and Twenty One Fifty album at the crib. Right. Let me go ahead and just slide in the studio real quick. Yeah, give him a couple samples or something. It's possible, honestly. Yeah. And, and, and they snapped on that one. Travis Scott, not his best feature, but a good feature. Yeah. I I gotta be honest. I think that song just fine. I think Travis sounds good. I actually think Travis is. I actually do think it's one of his better features. I, I actually do really like the Travis feature, but I think the rest of the song, once again, not bad. Not bad by any stretch, far from a skip, but it just wasn't is it as good as those first three? Is it as good as Spin About You, Circle Loco? Bro, uh, Broke Boys is my song. Broke Boys. I also like really like Back Outside Boys. That song grew on me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, bro, he ended it off with the I Guess It's Fuck Me. when I know, and, and again, there's another thing I wanted to bring up. It's, it's becoming more common, so people aren't really talking about it as much. But I think it's very important. It's a skill that is getting overlooked, but you need to not bypass this. Adding skits and little parts that are not music to your album increases the quality tenfold. It does, yeah, it does. Bring it it, it, does, it does, but I also always if skip it. Correctly. Right, if, if, you if it's used correctly. But it's funny because he brought it in. It was some skit towards the end. where he was It's on the end of, it's the one with the Paris lights, right? Where he's like. Yeah. 
That one too, the Paris Lights one where he came in and did it. There's another one at the end of the album where he was saying like, oh, right. you said guess, fuck me, me and I said, cool, now what? Bro, that is real. Do you know how many, I won't get too personal, but you know how many situations I've been in where a girl has been like, man, fuck you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Next thing you know, they're coming back. Yeah. That's real. I, I, yeah. I would agree that the voicemail phone call skits or whatever that he had, the timing with them for them were perfect. Um, but I don't know. Some of them seemed like they could have transitioned, or maybe it was just the person that was talking. I like, bro, you could get somebody with a clearer accent or something. But the timing were perfect. I'm curious the story behind the, the actual skits there. I'm I'm wondering if they was just in Paris and recorded a taxi driver. Like, ah, oh, shit. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. I, that, yeah. I can see it happening because they just in the conversation. Drake said, "Hold on, let me pull out my recording." When you think about it, some of me personally. Some of my favorite songs it's just, is when someone, they drop a skit right before, and it's not skit, it's not like actually a skit. It's like a, a voicemail. It's the like, conversation. Bro. It's the daily conversations you have in life. Yeah. You really be like, hey, bro, we should start recording. Especially those, no, those voicemails. Very bro. meta. Those voicemails, what did it be like? Oh, it's a voicemail from my mom, and she's saying some shit. Right. Bro, some of those songs hit so hard. Revisit and be like, bro, I'm telling you right now, in like, in no way whatsoever am I going to be an artist. I have a voicemail saved on my phone right now from when my niece was like three years old, called me off my mom's phone. That will be something I'll put out this drop time yes. where it's just like, man, this is real. And you kind of learn about the artist. I just feel like the skits it's so are personal. good. It's extremely personal. Ugh. But, um, Purvis, well, I, I go ahead. I want to ask you, what do you think is my number one listen to song on this album? Number one listen to song on this album? Without looking. Yeah, without looking. Without I'll give you a hint. Forward. It's not one without of the best looking. ones. Without, without looking at the numbers. Was, uh, oh, yeah, without looking at these. You, you say your favorite li- or most listened to? Most listened to. I mean, if. Is it Circle Loco? Because I know the sample you It's like. not Circle Loco. It's not, Circle, it's not one of the good ones. It's Hours in Silence. Really? Dude, I am addicted to that song. It's funny because there's always one song on a Drake album that's just Drake with his personal soft self. Yeah, and that to me it reminds cool. me of the end of the song The After Party off House of Balloons. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it really does. And, like, I understand Middle of the Ocean is, like, a technically superior version of that same song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at you. There's a couple of songs that I like that, that normally come at the end of albums. Um, At the end of Take Care, it was The Ride, I want to say. Oh, yeah. That's my yeah. 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 So, yeah, that, that's, that's one of those examples of Drake just like, you know what? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Because some of your favorite songs are his slower songs. It's true. Typically. Which version of Drake do you prefer? Do you be, do you prefer I'm in love or fuck you, bitch? Soft Drake. Give me soft Drake all day. I'm right there with you. Take care is I, best Drake. Bro, okay, take Drake. care is a perfect. Don't get me wrong. Bro, I also Drake think... stuff. I also think this is like the closest we're ever going to get to a Take Care sequel, like ever. Do you think he would ever go back to? No, I'm sorry. I okay, think I can. think he would evolve that that sounds, and I think this is what it sounds like. To be honest, this might take some research, but 
Does he have higher numbers pre-views pre or post-views? Almost certainly post-views. It's post-views. It's 100% post-views just because, and, and we, we talked about it on the other episode with Drake, it's just because it's commercialized and it's mass-produced. It's literally yeah. like, and the other thing is when we're talking about like pre-post Drake, whatever, because like we do very cleanly see like the two different eras. Uh, he, uh, you know, the Take Care is still like it's kind of a long album. You know, it, it is a long album. And I do not care when you. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit either. But like when you sit back from like a distance and you don't think about it and you look at it, it might seem very similar to some of the other ones. Some, yeah, to Scorpion or Certified Lover Boy or Views, right? Okay. Which and I feel like are basically just the same album, just over and over again. I mean, the thing is that, and this is what I was thinking about when y'all was asking, like, pre-Heartbreak Drake and then post-Heartbreak Drake, what's better for the slow music? If I'm being honest, if you look at pre-Heartbreak Drake, it's mostly Take Care. Take Care is the slow stuff. Nothing was the same. Don't have that many slow songs. No, but uh, if you're reading this, it's too late, does. So, a few. Granted, they're not R&B, but they're like... Nothing was the same... Go ahead, Brandon. I'm just saying, like, nothing was the same. Like, it's not R&B the same way Take Care was. Uh, it wasn't. But, but it is it slow. Had, it is right. Slow. It still kind of had that slow feel to it. Of course, he threw everyone off by the first song being Tuscan Leather. Because Tuscan Leather just went, just went in. But as you go deeper into the album, it's still that almost slow... But again, I'm we, still looking for love at the end of my phase, looking for love. Drake. We talked about this before, though. If we're talking about the older albums, it's people recircling back to listen to those old albums. Because I was with hard. No, but I'm saying, what's going to be played? Are I'm you, talking about played where? I'm I, talking about people personally stream or like general, out in public. Are you going to listen to worst behavior? Are you going to listen to the language? You talking about that? I'm what time is it? Nothing of the same. Listen to the whole album. No, but I'm saying if you listen to the over older music and you saying the softer music. Okay, so what's like, two options? Let's say you you have worse behavior, which is known to be a more upbeat song. Right. Worse, and then he goes into it. Right. And you have the language. That is a classic slow drink song. What's gonna be played in the club? Worse and behavior. That's why I ask. Are you talking personally? Or are you talking commercial? Well, well, even personally, be honest. Which one would you listen to? It depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in a gym, I'm listening to worst behavior. If I'm taking a drive, how often do you find yourself in that mood? To take a like, drive? Let me just slow life down. <laughs> well, when you actually have time to well, slow life down. We all know I've had my personal situations lately. So I've been more on the I'm moving slowly lately. Right. That's me personally. Lately, I'm moving at a slower pace. But I mean, you fit in with Brandon and I. Brandon and I talk about this all the time. Lakeshore Drive is my second home. It's so nice. It's just play an album. Exactly. But I feel like the majority of people, at least especially for Drake, because not that I'm going to say Drake has fake fans, but when Drake makes that level of... But age makes a difference as well. You and I have an eight-year age difference between the two of us. We both our stressors are not your that's stressors. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we're stressors. we're both very similar and very different at the same time. Sometimes both of us might be like, "Yo, this is the vibe I'm on. This is the vibe you on." Right. I am 
an old Drake all day person. You lean more towards new Drake. Now, I'm going to make a comment at the same time. You're still young. I'm still young. And so a lot of the stuff that's going on, the world is not broken. A lot of stuff stuff that's going on in your life personally more pertains to the new Drake. Right. As you get older, that might change. That's true. As you get older, that might change. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's 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 hard. Roberta, how, how do you feel in terms of the slower music? Do you like older Drake, newer Drake? Do you care? Do you even see a difference? No, I 100% see a difference. And it's oh. not just like in, for lack of a better phrase, the lack of soul in newer Drake because it's just so heavily commercialized. And the other thing about this album that I want to be certain that I want to say is I think this album is creatively valid in a way a lot of his modern music isn't, mm-hmm. uh, but it is still like heavily commercialized. Like, you he know, can't even avoid that now. I would let me rephrase I think this is like to the level of commercialization that you would get from any other Drake album, it just happens to also be good music and like right. a solid album right. all throughout. You know, so you I know. think the most important thing you said is that solid piece. It's actually this is an album you can play the front to back and won't have that many skips. Yeah, all the other newer stuff you're gonna be skipping all day. Yeah, right. anyone who doesn't skip, I'm the biggest Scorpion defender on the planet. Scorpion was good. Yeah, but anyone who doesn't skip half the songs is lying to you. Like, right. Uh, so. So I definitely prefer old Drake, just stylistically. I mean, I, I just feel like in general, based off what you just said, I don't think even I don't think Drake is even trying to come off of the commercialized business. I, I will say, I think he's definitely trying to do. Th- I think he's definitely trying to have make better music. Right. I, I think he's making more constructive and creative music in terms of creating a project. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the past pieces is a product and not a project. Whereas this, even if you look at structurally, when you look at the build up to an album, this nigga made a fake type uh NPR tiny oh, news. This nigga made a whole Vogue magazine that he got sued for. He made a Howard Stern interview. Yeah, yep. no, it's he really good. Dude, the his- SNL. Did, did you guys see the SNL they, performance? Yeah, they- Clowns with this. They they got Michael B. Jordan there to be the fake post. (laughs) But see, I'm on the opposite end. To me, this is extremely commercial. I'm not saying this is it not commercial. But my thing is that, like, if I can pull an analogy to movies really quick. A few minutes ago, we just said this man does everything safe. It is safe. Yeah, it is safe. He's literally using what's popular right now, which is what he's been doing lately. Right now, I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I I don't know. Wait, I, I, I think he's definitely making a unique sound for this project. It's a safe sound, but I don't think it's derivative. Are you telling me right now in the male culture, it is not being being pushed? Fuck females. I do think that. I mean, yeah, and the worst parts of the internet, but it always has been. Right. I, I think it's. I think it's really being pushed more now, because you you see all these guys that got podcasts and they're attacking females and they get, they get they get yeah the guys that we're gonna fight. Talk about, oh, 
for the past five years, females have stood up for their own rights. Now, all of a sudden, we got guys coming out of nowhere talking about, oh, yeah, they stand for the rights, but some of the things they're complaining about, y'all not thinking about us. I feel like the past couple of years have been a heavy push for man trying to fight right or push back. It's back. react. It's called reactionary. They probably shouldn't be talking about back. It, it's the it's the perfect timing. I, I I do I agree that it's become more prominent as in terms of how popular it is, just due to the freaking technology and how it works. Social media allows the world to be in the palm of your hands. The world is so small. True. So it's a lot easier to say things. So I, I actually said this a couple episodes ago, actually at the beginning of when we first started podcasting, and Brandon pushed back. And I understand why Brandon pushed back. I said cheating is more common now. But if you think about it, it's really not. People have been cheating since the beginning of time. Yeah. It's just more public. Uh, public. Exactly. So what I will say, I do understand what you're saying. I, I understand right now. Man really is like, I don't care about females. I'm not yeah, going to walk no, it's, I'm not going to do nothing. I, I, I definitely think at, at least know. most of what Isaac is saying is true. Like, right. it's but definitely worse now than it has been in a long time. Right. You but know? what I think, <clears throat> focusing on <clears throat> the initial conversation, is Drake following a trend? I don't think he is. No, I, I disagree. Yeah, I don't think he is. Within the culture right now, and I don't think he's doing what he did in the past. Now, what I would say, doing more life, he had a weird grime English, like Jamaican. Yeah, that, style. yeah, yeah. Like he was, that he is was just literally copying a face. Yeah, he, he was literally trying Nothing, to. Nothing, nothing. He's done that a lot throughout his whole career. That's what I'm saying. But it's significantly less it, in yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. This one, I feel like Drake actually makes his own style. And what I said earlier, it was vital for him to bring in 21 Savage for where he's at right now. Drake is going to bring back a better image that Drake, or 21 Savage is going to help Drake bring back an image that Drake has been trying to portray for a while. Drake has always been that soft love of boy. And even when he tries to be hard, people called him out as fake. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing yeah. better than bringing on one of the hottest niggas in the game and just being like... 21 Savage said <laughs> two different songs... Two different verses. First song, fuck the bitch on the period, wipe his dick off with a bra. That's Literally. fucked up. The other that's, song. That's a bar, but it's the, messed up. <laughs> the other bar, this nigga said, oh, you in the period? You going to suck it or not? Literally. So the, the, he said, why you pull up to me at 1 a.m. and sit on the bed? Sit on nigga. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you know how many people I know have had that I, thought? Let, let me had that thought. They may not have said it. But they had that thought. Let me not. <laughs> I've said it. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest. I've said I've said, why are you at my house at 3 a.m. on this beat? Nigga, I could be asleep. Knock the mess out. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like, so okay. it's easier to bring 21 Savage and be like, all right, I, we finna make the whole album epic. I agree with all them statements because it fits Drake's resume. That's what I said. This song got this album has it bars. Fits I don't care his what you say. This song, it fits this album his, has bars. It 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 fits his resume to drop something like this. So maybe he wasn't looking at what was going what's popular right now in the world because it fits him. It's just it's funny how it's so coincidental that the My things God. that fit him just so happen to be the biggest things that's going on right now in the media. He's a part of the culture. He's a huge part of the culture. And that's why we make the comment, nowadays, people are influenced or make decisions based off what the culture is being delivered to them. Yeah, true. All right. So.
I only had two songs in here that's hot to me. Okay, what are the two songs that you like? So the two songs, first was uh, Twin. Uh, the Treacherous Twins. Twins is fun. Treacherous Twins. <clears throat> I really like that song. That's the song that I feel like if I was making a post on Instagram for like my wife's birthday, this is what I'd be having playing in the background. And then the, the next song is I guess it's Fuck Me. Something yeah, that's a good you. song. That's a good song. Something about that song. I'm telling you, I will not know why. that part where you know he was why? like, you said F me, I said cool. You, now what? You know why though? He slowed down on that song. He did slow down. He slowed down on that song. Every last song of the Drake album is him slowing down. The remorse, the ride, there's, there's a long list. Maybe I hey, maybe I need another listen. But I, I will say I feel like 21 is held back on the CD. I mean, he did. We talked about it. He yeah, because really he just cool. doesn't have as big of a part to play, I think. He tried to have him do a, a singing Drake song. The 3 a.m. on Glenwood? I'm like, oh, hold yeah, on. Yeah, I thought that song was fine. Like, I don't it think was, that was, was great. Fine, but he it was, was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't him. It wasn't. All okay, right, so should uh, we do grades? Yeah, yeah grades. Are we grading number or letter? We do, do, we do uh, letter grades, like in school. Okay. Well, Brandon, you already said yours earlier, so you you go first and explain your B. Oh yeah, I give it a B, maybe a B plus. Uh, I think like the 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 biggest downside to this is that it's not Drake breaking out of the creative kind of shell he's created in the modern era. He's just refining it into something good now. Uh, and. You know, I really, I think, like, what Drake needed to get to that next level, I think is split between the two albums that came out this year. I think, honestly, Nevermind had, like, the cool new direction for his career, and then this album had, like, effort. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, an attempt to make something good. Uh, okay. And had he combined that, I think... Had he put that effort into honestly, never minds, I think he could have made something genuinely game changing. But I, I, I think for all the good things you can say about this album, I don't think it's game changing in the slightest. You know, I think it's not. It, it is. It is a very good album, but it is just you know the good Drake album now. It is not any more than that. And granted. You could say that, well, because Drake is the biggest hip-hop artist around right now, just in terms of popularity. Mm -hmm. uh, now you could be like, oh, well, you know, there's nowhere to... He can't, like, move up in his career with these releases, and it's like, well, he's got to do something. Like, I mean, it's interesting that you say that, because we kind of talked <clears> about that last episode, and we talked about it a lot when we first listened to it. We really just needed this to be a good album. We didn't need anything groundbreaking. I think it, what we needed from Drake, at least right now, is to prove that he can still deliver at that high level of quality without, like, he didn't need to break any molds. He didn't need a Take Care 2. I, I disagree. I think he does need to do that if he wants to get, like, any kind of, like, respect as an artist back. Well, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. But at least for right now, coming off of Honestly Nevermind, which unfortunately is going to cloud all of our grades. Yeah. We've already mentioned it and compared it a lot. It, it's just the, it's what we are dealing with in the present time. 
coming off of honestly never mind if drake came out with a b album i will be happy yeah oh yeah no i'm so i'm very delighted at getting a bb plus album from drake right and you know, i guess and i did not think it would be this good i i thought we were going to be talking d's and c's <laughs> well i guess coming into it that's the level you was at i i honestly had high expectations and considering my bar was set high it, it pretty much matched up to it I, i'm in the same zone i'm on a b plus on a really good day at a minus i don't think i don't think this is the best album but i think it's at least top four or five personally I, I think I it's think, his best modern album. I, I think Take yeah, Care... Yeah, the modern time. Yeah. I definitely um, think Take I, Care, and if if you're reading this, it's too late, and nothing was the same. All Trumpet, yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I would personally give it that B-plus on a good day at A-minus, just because he, he honestly... Like we said, we needed him to come out and perform and actually meet at that level that we know that he can be at. And I think he did that. Honestly, I all due respect to him. I'm not a huge Jake Stan, but there is a lot of bars. And if you miss them, go back to the album. I promise you. He there def- is a couple of parts where I'm like, damn, this this, this nigga is spinning for real. He definitely showed his va- validity as a uh, craftsman, as an ability, mm-hmm. someone to go and do the work and make something. Yeah. I just don't think he elevated it the way he could have. So I guess speaking on, we, we've already spec- spoke about the positive. Isaac, what's your grade? Because you, you liked it the least. Uh, I'm going to say a C plus. Okay. Um, maybe I need to listen one more time to give it a B minus. As of right now, I'm giving it a C plus. I just feel, I don't know, like it's it's missing something. But we like we discussed earlier. I'm I'm that I enjoy that softer Drake more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at the same at the same time the type of person that love good bars, and I feel like maybe some of the bars I missed, and I need to go back and listen to. So as of right now, I'm sitting at a C plus. Okay, that's totally fair, you dude. Said, you said this is the second worst album. So. I, okay, let me not use the word worse. When I look at his whole catalog, it's number two. Okay. I mean, I mean, and, and that's fair. I mean, if that's like, I mean, like so Brandon, I'm not mad at you at all. Because Brandon just said, you said it's top four to you? I would say like I mean, maybe top four, maybe top five, depending on how I'm feeling about Scorpion on that it, day. Top four, top five. I think, obviously, take care. Nothing was the same. If you're reading this too late, are we counting um, the mixtape? I mean, even Care Package and Dark Wayne Demo. I don't think either one of those is better than her loss, personally. Yeah, I agree with that. But maybe I, I could definitely understand if you feel about his pre, like his pre-album mixtapes. Okay, I just pointed out. I said so. We not go when I said mixtape. Purvis mentioned the most recent two. I'm talking about so far gone. Are we not? Are we not putting that to the category? I'm, I I'm personally would put mm, so far gone's an interesting one. I gotta think about that. I'm I'm sorry. So far gone is is not my top. It's really not. Yeah, uh, when I go not. back and listen to it, Houston Atlanta, Vegas was catchy. I don't think it's an amazing. I think song. successful that, is a good song. Besides that, say was real is amazing. Best ever had is amazing. Unstoppable is amazing. 
The calm is good. Brand new? Brand new is what put him on the map. It is good, but I mean, that's not what I think about when I think about Drake. It's okay. not. All right. All right. And see, for me personally, um, what was the last? Uh, uh, the Dark Limo? Yeah. The Dark Lane? Dark Lane? Yeah. I feel like people need to go back and listen to that. These are all just old song stuff. I feel like people need to go back and listen to it. I really enjoyed that album. It is all a right. good album. I'm not even gonna lie. I really enjoyed that album. All right. But, well, uh, let's uh let's finish it off though. Let's give some recommendations. But um Brandon, do you have yours already? I do. I do. You wanna open this up? All right, I'll open us up with uh <clears throat> my my easy to swallow one. Uh, I'm gonna recommend Three Tears by Danny Brown and Run the Jewels. Okay. Uh, off Danny Brown's most recent album, he's got another one coming out soon. Been re-listening to it. Danny Brown's one of the best of our generation, without Very a doubt. I'd say. Really. And oh yeah, if you haven't listened to Atrocity Exhibition in a while, do yourself a favor. I agree. Uh, and yeah, this is just, once again, one of my favorite bars of all time, which is uh, Def's on my couch and I'm uh, telling him jokes, stalling him. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I need to revisit Danny Brown. It has been a very big, yeah. very long time. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, do you want to go? Okay. So my first song, finally, because I pushed her twice. <laughs> um... Jamila Woods, LSD featuring Chance the Rapper. Oh, yeah. She literally, I've had her on my phone the first two times I've been on here. And I feel like, you know what? She's been pushed enough. Let me go ahead and put this in here. I thought Loki, I, I, this is a good song, though. This is a really good song. Yeah, that's that's my first song. My second song. Go ahead. We're talk- we'll snake draft it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my first one then, and I just kind of rediscovered, I should say, because it was blowing up on TikTok, and I didn't know the song. Lucky Day, the song over, is absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Like, I did not give as much honor to Lucky Day than I should have. listen? He is a top R&B artist. I did The song that I recommended? All of it's good. I, man, I'll try to tell you. <laughs> all right, Brandon. All right. I am going to pick an annoying song. Uh, this song it. was... Do you guys play Hurdle? Hurdle? Uh, yes. yes. I've I played it a few times. Okay. It's like Wordle, but for songs. Have you ever played Wordle? Yeah. Uh, and this song came on, and I was like, I know every word to this song. I don't need to hear a second <laughs> more. And it's a rock song from my childhood. It's Rockstar by Nickelback. Jesus Christ. Oh. Dude, Nickelback is the most overhated rock band of all time. There's not even a, a hip hop equivalent, I think. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say Nickelback. I didn't even know it was a group. One, two, everyone hates them. That I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I never understood that. Why though? They're, I never I, why. I think people think they're like really generic, which they are. But like, there's so many worse bands out there, right? And here's the thing, right? And this is the reason why I decided to recommend it is because it has a music video I love because it's just like 
street recordings of people from all across the world, a ton of which in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And some of them ha- are celebrities, right? And there are two rappers in the video, Busta Rhymes and Lupe Fiasco. Uh, both are in the video singing the song. And like part of, part of my brain is like, could you imagine a fucking Nickelback song so popular that like, I don't know, adjusted for 2007, uh, J. Cole and Jid are in the video for it? <laughs> like, could you imagine a song, like, a, not even Nickel, a rock song being that popular? I mean, to be fair, Jid just did a feature. Uh, feature yeah, he did it with Imagine it. Dragons, which get all the hate Nickel. They deserve all the hate Nickelback gets. <laughs> You know, wait, like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, I like Imagine Dragons. Oh, I'm Man. sorry. <laughs> but wait, you got to also remember when Nickelback was popular, they were like the Imagine Dragons during that time. So it would have been normal to have have hip hop artists in the music video, especially during that time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But my, I guess my point just being made is just like now I don't think there's as much play because I don't think there is as strong of a rock music culture. And a lot of, like, rock music nowadays is either, one, very old, or two, like, derivative of hip-hop. The most popular rock okay. artist right now is used to be a rapper. Like, Okay. Uh, so, like, there's not as much playful back and forth, I guess. But then, you know, I also think Imagine Dragons is just not fun. So, that's me. My second song... Since we're talking about Drake, I figured, let me use a Drake song. And the reason why I bring this song up, because recently when they had the Young Money reunion concert, Drake came out to an extended version of this song that I really, really hope is released soon. And that is Yaba's Heartbreak. Oh, that's a good one. There's an extended version. If you go on YouTube and look up when he walked in doing the concert, it is extended version. I ain't even gonna stunt. My eyes got watery. <laughs> wow. It, it got me. I mean, this, the the original song that he has on the album by itself can get you in the feels. This long version? Yeah. And then when you find out that Yaba literally dropped this song, I think a week after her mother committed suicide. Oh, wow. And like when you listen to the lyrics, yeah, no, nah, this will get your eyes watery. But. I'm going to have to go back and look at this. All right. Purvis, close us out. We'll close it out. Um, I'm going to do something close to home. Everyone here will recognize what I'm talking about. I'm going to do the song Caretaker by Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. Incredible. Round of applause. Round of applause. (laughs) Yep. Great selection, I know. Thank you. Yep. I'm waiting for um, another project that's not going to happen. <laughs> but man, was that. Well, everybody wants to, yeah, everybody, everybody wants to be on good terms. Yeah, everyone has to be on good terms for that. We got Sunday Candy. We got Familiar. We got that, that pro- I'm going to go listen to that project oh, right man. now. Never it's mind. So I'm going to play God of War. But <laughs> if you remember, that album wasn't really released to streaming platforms when it first came out. Yeah, this is yeah. something I had downloaded on an Android phone back in the day. <laughs> I think for a while it was it was another. I think that was one of those albums that came out in, during the trend of like a lot of albums going exclusively to Apple Music because they had just launched. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this Blonde did. Blonde was only on exclusive for a couple months though. Thank Christ. 
<laughs> I I don't like the idea of exclusive albums. I think that's a really bad idea. I think it hurts the artists. I mean, we Me too. just talked about this. I, I hate that. Um, speaking of even like Blind and Frank Ocean, Homer Radio is only on Apple Music. I understand the infrastructure is already built within Apple Music to have radio shows. Yeah. I strongly push back against that. Yeah, there and if there reason. if there is anything I want Spotify, if you're listening to this, which you're not, because this is the end, uh, or you might, because we're on your platform. Uh, but do something, get some live radio shows, man. Like that shit's super cool. I love that. Now, blind, it was only on Apple Music, but wasn't it only on there? Because did he have stakes in it? It was something like that. Because you know what Apple, no, some was a. Oh, am I thinking about title? Am I thinking about title? You might be thinking about title, yeah, and Kanye. Yeah, and I know title. It was a couple artists. It was like, oh, we got all got money in this. Guess what? You you go come here. That didn't last long. Did you know that all those artists sold their shares of title? Yeah, because the BlackRock, like this giant conglomerate. It's not much. Don't get me wrong. I love title and the idea behind it and the support of the artist, but it was a good idea. It, it doesn't have the uh, platform support and the customer experience. Yeah, there, there yeah if, the app also crashes a lot. Fix your app. Like a lot of flaws. Yeah, I could understand the inherent like, oh, the files are bigger, so it's going to be harder no, to download right. that shit. Like, okay, that I can, I'll play ball with. Look. We're- we're at this point in technology. There is zero excuse you can't do anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, there, you, your app does not have to crash twice a day. Yeah. Like, I honestly think once Spotify introduces that, the like high fidelity whatever stuff, uh, yeah, title might stop existing. I don't think so because be the no, high fidelity. No, I, if anything, I think the the Spotify high fidelity is going to drive people to title. I don't know. I think as a business strategy, what sets them apart as a broad strategic strategy to make them a differential is that high fidelity. There is zero other reason to go to title. Yeah, but the thing is that like, yeah, but yes, but you're you're ignoring one part, and that is the fact that the high fidelity Spotify is going to have is like absolutely still inferior to what title has, and it's going to be the same price. Okay, I, I didn't know if it's gonna be the difference. Oh no, I it's it, it it's gonna be like two tiers of quality below titles still. Okay, I'm, no, but you know mind. what? Yeah, I'm I'm still leaning towards Spotify taking over because taking over. I, well, I mean, they already took over. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much took over. What well, I'm saying, I would the say they're holding music made, hostage. Like, well, the comment the comment that Purvis made about you know pretty much them washing title out. I still agree with that because even though we all know Tidal has supposedly streaming some of the best quality of music, supposedly. But it's it's, as a as a as someone who has just spent uh, eight months on Tidal and has come back to Spotify, it's it's not supposedly. It's a massive difference. Okay, let me ask you something. With today's technology and new headphones, is it really that? Huge of a difference for you to leave Spotify and go to Title. Because say if I buy the best studio headphones, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with how much information is in the data being downloaded. And Title is that just like a larger bit rate? I promise you, because Brandon did it for longer than me. I did it for a month. In terms of the data that goes into Title and the actual quality you get out of it, 
Granted, we did go out and buy the best headphones we can buy. We did do that. It, it's regardless. Yeah. I, I can tell the difference. And it, yeah. I would recommend you can try Chidal for like three months for what, I'm about five, to say a couple not, of dollars. I would do it. You will tell the much. difference. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, albums, it, the album changed. So the there were there were some album. albums where like I have never heard music like this before. Like oh, I you hear sounds that you missed before, and I yeah. literally had to pause the album and say, "Hold on!" Like nah, I've listened to this twenty times. Like if you hear it. like a chorus in a song, it goes from you hearing the chorus to you hearing every single voice. About to say every person in the yeah, you can tell it's it's it is notable. The, it's the quality you get in the studio. If now, the question title, is, is it worth it? That's that's the more that's serious question. Yeah. If it wasn't for a title having so many technical issues. And very expensive. And yeah, they do cost more. Yeah. If they decided, oh, we're going to do a slight price cut and finally spend some money to get somebody to really fix all our technical issues, they really could probably change the game. It wouldn't be enough. Uh, yeah. I, I also think like Spotify just dominates in social. Yeah, Purvis actually brought up the numbers. Yeah. So I pull up the market share. Spotify is at 31%. Apple Music at 15 Amazon at 13 Title doesn't even have its own pie chart. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's in the fit of other. So Damn. in terms of behind and the gap they have to their competitors, it's not even competitive. It's kind Apple of crazy they still exist. That And that's what I was going to bring up next it's was Apple Music. Music. They're the only other competition. Yeah. Apple Music made a bad And wait. Out. The, the only Apple Music is okay. The only reason I say competition is not because of what they deliver; it's because of the iPhone. It's true. That's it's literally true. that's it. That and that and... they've been around probably longer than everyone else. When you think about the iPod, Apple Music has probably been around longer than anyone else on this around, list. And I just gonna put this out there. Yeah, just gonna put this out there. Apple Music streams at a higher bit rate than Spotify. The Spotify Hi-Fi that they're releasing, mm-hmm. that releases, that streams at the same quality that Apple Music does for the same price as Spotify. Okay, okay. So yeah. Apple Music is already better quality, you're saying? Yeah, it is better quality for the same price. Uh, yeah. But the thing is that, like, it's not nowhere near as social. Uh, it's limited to an iPhone. Well. Yeah. Like, I remember talking to you about, like, last week about how, like, oh, there's, like, you know, like I'm writing a fantasy novel now, and like you can look up like fantasy soundtracks, and people have created playlists that they share publicly. And there's like all this resources that you just don't get on other streaming services. Very true, guys. It, I mean, the thing Spotify you can use on every phone. Yeah, and it runs equally good on everything. It runs yeah, equally good true. on uh, a f- iPhone, an Android, a PC, a PlayStation, an iPad, everything. Literally yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have Spotify on every device that I own. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, what is it? this has what been is it? an extended episode of The Unpaid Nobodies. So am I not giving out the gas card? I guess not, but we'll, if people keep, if people claim it, we'll, 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 we'll put it to you. Like, well, look, I'll make it easier. I'll make it easier. I'll make it a lot easier. The first three people to like the to follow the Instagram page, new people. 
I'll give them a t- $10 each gift card. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll do that. That, that's that's honorable. Yeah, honestly, the thing is about the numbers that I've been kind of paying attention to, and this is something we've been working on for a while. Um, it's a lot of like just low key stuff that happens. Like it's a lot of times people around you. Just the other day, my coworker was like, "Oh yeah, I like your YouTube video," and I was like, "Bro, I haven't even <laughs> looked at my YouTube videos." Yeah. So it's present. It's there. It's just a numbers game, and it, yeah. it's slowly. Yeah. There. And the other thing is that like there's a. Uh, I was listening to a, a radio show with like this political YouTuber I really enjoy, and he's been doing it for since like 2007 on YouTube. And he's like, "Bro, for four years I was talking to myself." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, at least we're not talking to ourselves. Jasper's here. Like, <laughs> we got a couple. Isaac's on the show this time, so. <laughs> That's a shout out to those guys. We're we're working on growth. Send yeah, we're working friend. on it. We're gonna be doing uh we're gonna be doing a marketing push in the city this uh coming up. Yeah. I'll, do we have well I have my tickets for the twenty sixth. We we will be making QR codes for that. Oh yeah, we'll be there. We'll be making QR code t shirts and everything. We'll probably make cool ones too. That'll work. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up my art director. We're gonna talk about design. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>